Good morning, I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. Tucson's La Fiesta de los Vaqueros began with a bang. Cowboys are asked not to shoot up the town. That was the headline in the Arizona Daily Star in 1925. Leighton Kramer conceived of the idea of La Fiesta de los Vaqueros to draw visitors to Tucson during the midwinter season. Kramer was a winter visitor himself and president of the Arizona Polo Association. Then in 1925, Kramer and the Arizona Polo Association created La Fiesta de los Vaqueros and the Tucson Midwinter Rodeo and Parade. The event would give visitors a taste of cowboy range work and glamorize Tucson's Wild West notoriety. In progressive Arizona 1925, Kramer observed, the city of Tucson, now oh, this is a good opportunity to do this. <laughs> the city of Tucson excelled itself on this day of its first rodeo parade. The morning of the first day of its La Fiesta de los Vaqueros, a name destined to be as famous in the annals of the Sunshine City as the Mardi Gras of New Orleans, the beauty pageant of Atlantic City, or the flower show at Pasadena. Well, giddy up, Kramer was right, and now 99 years later, cowboys still ask not to shoot up the town, and La Fiesta de los Vaqueros rides on as something very uniquely and proudly Tucson. And today, I'm fortunate and proud to speak with Jose Calderon, rodeo chairman of the Tucson Rodeo. Jose, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here. Hey, I should do that with the mics on. Actually, let's start. No, okay, no, we're going good. So did you like that? Pretty good. I'm excited. That was awesome. Man. That was awesome. <laughs> I was all over your website, and you got a bunch of great history there, lots to look at, tons of tabs. And I was exploring everything going on for the Tucson Rodeo, and I got this little history lesson right on there. It's and it was you did a great job. I, I it sounded so great. I'm so proud of you. Just hearing it from another person is so cool. Cut, copy, paste. Don't give me a lot of credit. All right, it's all right there on TucsonRodeo.com, and everybody should go check it out because that's where people can get tickets for the Tucson Rodeo. Yeehaw! It's back for the 99th time. That's incredible. So, how does it feel? Oh, man, I tell you one thing, I keep thinking back of when these this started, and all the past committee members that are no longer with us, the past chairs that paved this road. And I I, I kind of think back, and I think, did they ever think it was going to get this big when they started it? You know, they probably just had cars with their lights on. That was the fencing and the lighting for the nighttime. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job just keeping this tradition going. Heck yeah! I mean, even through all the the, the turmoil of a century of of time, everything that's been dealt with, uh, I believe there's a world war in there as well. A few yeah. other wars and some other things, some other non-progressive things holding us back. Uh, there was some sort of influenza that went around, maybe twice actually in a hundred years. Yeah. So lots of things, and the Tucson rodeo is still here to stay because it really is. I think when I read that statement that Kramer said about like it's going to be like the Mardi Gras of New Orleans. Orleans. And I think that that's a great way to look at it, that, that it is a pinnacle thing here in town annually. How many people travel to the area to like enjoy all the stuff happening with the Tucson Rodeo? It's amazing because I get the opportunity to meet and a lot of people are coming to Rodeo. I'm a, I love to meet new people. We get people from all over the world, not just this country, but from all over the world. And to them, seeing the Rodeo is no different than see a saguaro cactus for the first time. Mm -hmm. They get to see just great Things that they've seen in the movies, you know, like and, and the cowboy westerns, and they finally get to be part of it and live it. You know, I think every child 
little boy, little girls always wanted to be a cowboy at heart at one time mm-hmm. or another. And now that we get older, sometimes that kid comes out of us and these people get all duded up and dressed up. They put a hat on, they got their boots on. And that feeling of childhood comes back out and we get to provide the venue for it and they come enjoy it and see really how it feels, the music, the entertainment, the crowd, the animals, everything. And they get so into it. And uh, we are a family event and that's what we love doing. And I think that's why it's, it's sustained so long for 99 years that we've been providing this great event, and uh, we love opening those doors at 11 o'clock and seeing the people come in. So let's get to some of the dates and the details of all this stuff. When does the rodeo begin? How long does it go? And tell me about some of the scheduling. I mean, I wrote it all down, but I mean, I got to give you a chance to talk here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the 17th, 18th, that first weekend. So we started, uh, the Tucson Rodeo was a four-day rodeo, and that's when it started on a parade day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But there's over 700-plus rodeos in the PRCA. The PRCA, obviously, is like the NFL, the MLB, and we're sanctioned through them. And we're in the top 25, and we are the largest outdoor winter rodeo in the circuit. So, you know, our rodeo starts, so it, we got so big that we added two more dates to it. And this wow. has been going on for a while now, so we are a six-performance deal. And a lot of people always think, well, since it's the first weekend, it's not going to be as good as the other days. No, it's the same, same rodeo. We, we provide the same events and everything else. So, And Tucson's kind of funny. Tucson, it's hard to plan a picnic out here. So people kind of stick their head out the door and look. It's like, well, looks kind of a rainy day. Let's not go. This weekend, we're going to be in the mid-70s, sunny. I'll tell you one thing. I think it's going to be a great, great weekend. Yeah, weather's been with us the past few weeks for sure. Again, I I, I do love a Tucson February, huh? Oh, we love it. <laughs> we do it. It's nice. I do love it the most. Um, So let's get with it where, you know, you go there, you go to the rodeo. It's going on all week long. A lot of opportunities to go see lots of shows and a lot of fun different events happening at different times of the day. And things do kick off early with the kids, correct? The kids start. So the gates open at 11 o'clock. 1230 is a junior rodeo mutton busting, which is a crowd favorite. It's starting to really build up because a lot of people just come for the performance. Mm-hmm. But now that is one of the highlights is the little mutton busting, little kids with the sheep and everything else. And they enjoy it. It's it, it's so entertaining. And uh, I'll tell you one thing. It's those poor little kids, man. They, they're inside that little chute right there, and they're holding on for dear life, and they're thinking, what am I doing? What did mom and dad, what are they doing? Why <laughs> are, are, Am I living your dream? Why are you putting me on this thing right now? Did you do this when you were a kid? And to them, they're like, but when they finally get off and the crowd cheers, I can't even imagine what that little boy or girl must be feeling with 11,000 people just, just cheering you on. And there's some of them, they get a, it's just so funny. They're into the moment and they tip in their hat. They're waving the crowd and someone just kind of run back to mom and dad's arms. But that right there, I think really sets, kicks off the entertainment for our event. It, it, it brings that, it shows the family we love from the young to the elderly. It's just a great tradition. Well, cause it's a generational tradition. It is a very generational, and that is, to me, the highlight of everything for me when people ask me, what is my favorite part of the rodeo? Well, sure, the rodeo is great, and the, seeing the contestants, seeing the stocks, seeing everything, even the banners going up and the vendors coming, and all of a sudden the, the electricity, the noise. But to me, 11 o'clock, when I see grandparents coming in with their grandkids that they've been coming for years and their parents for 99 years, there's a lot of generations there. Mm-hmm. And to me how they continue to support and come to this event. And so we must be doing something right. You know, obviously it takes a it takes 
a whole village to make this operational. You know, it takes a lot of good people. And we're all volunteers. I'm the chairman, and this is not a non-paid deal, man. This is yeah. because I love it, and it's, um, I have a passion for this. But we work all year, and so when we have bad weather, it really hurts us. Not so much in the pocket. I just feel so bad for the people that have been expecting it because, you know, they buy their tickets ahead of time. So we really, really try to hope Mother Nature cooperates with us. Yeah, I think she'll do us right this weekend. I think, I think so. Yeah, things have been going good so far. And again, we got a whole week to go. So we even if we week. have a rainy Tuesday, don't worry about it. We'll be back out <laughs> there right. on Wednesday. So that's the fun thing about it. So the juniors begin around 1230, and then the pro rodeo begins around 2 p.m., ends at 4 p.m. That is correct. And well, that's what type of uh, events are we going to see between those hours? You see all seven events. you got your barebacks and saddle bronx, of course, and then you got your timed events, barrel racing, and, of course, a fan favorite, the bull riding at the very end. Mm-hmm. That's the kind most, of the main event, It right? is pretty extreme. That is the way to kind of end a show right there. That's the the encore act right there, and uh, people love it. I mean, this is something, uh, uh, you know, Tom Cruise put it on his uh, Days of Thunder. He explained what it feels, and it is uh, to get on this animal. It's trying to control something that's totally out of control. And until you actually sit on this animal and feel and breathe and realize – Wow, it, it is a, it's a nauseating feeling, and I've had friends tell me all the time, I want to try it one time. I'm like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. I did it for a while in the late 80s and early oh, 90s. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I used to bull right back in the day and worked on some ranches, and and uh, finally I ended up with more medical bills than I did winning. So That's what I was going to say. That like, was pretty much the reason why I stopped. Yeah. And, uh, what's the worst injury you ever had? Oh, sustained? God, I got bashed in the face, broke my jaw and everything oh. else, and uh, I'll tell you one thing, knocked out and everything else, and... Uh, Wake up and a bunch of hats are fanning me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there like a term for that? There's got to be some sort of like indie term for when you wear the hats. Oh, the yeah, hats are going in a flame right there. I'll oh tell you, my man. gosh! I'll tell you, and I tell you, it seemed like to me every one of those cowboys were Romney. They all looked like the the apostles. Looked like Saint Peter right there. I was like, oh, this was it. I finally got here. They actually let me in here. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's when you hope that's a bunch of white hats. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Making sure it's white hats. Thing. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I was actually on your website. I'm gonna teach you about. Some of this because I, I always ask if people can get involved how can people get involved obviously you can do some of that sort of thing probably volunteer for the tucson rodeo are you looking for volunteers we do so we started something new we uh we have an application now that you get online to find and because first off we want to find out who's coming to volunteer mm-hmm. we want to make sure we've got good qualified people you know a good history and everything else and but the nice thing about this you don't have to be a cowboy or a rancher to, to be part of this organization if Monday through Friday you wear a suit and tie and you're going to work and you want to be part of it, that's great. The other great thing about it is you can still get involved and not be part of the committee, and that's what we call the advisors. Mm. And there are people that really support this Tucson Rodeo, but they just don't have the time to be a full committee and go to the meetings. Sure. That's great. So we have advisors that come on and help us with a lot of the uh, networking or you know, we have our foundation that we got kicked off right now. and. The foundation is just moving so strong, and this is reaching out to a lot of organizations that uh, that need our help, if it's with funds or whatever it might be, and uh, so we're excited about that. We're moving forward in the right direction. No, oh, that's really good and really important. If you want to go get involved, they have the Tucson Rodeo. You can go to the TucsonRodeo.com or to TucsonRodeo.com. Go look at what's going on there and get involved on the staff page. But now here's what I got to ask you about that staff page. Is a black hat mandatory? No. Every single photo has a black hat. Yeah, I know. Every we person. Have, no, we. Uh, I've got several hats, and I'm, uh, c- I'm convinced I saw some of those hats were photoshopped on. Okay. 
<laughs> Check no, the website, everybody. No, they were all on there. That's it. So <laughs> wear whatever color you like. It, That's the it's spirit. to you. I have a big, bright orange one. There so. you go. That's fine. That's where it. Bring I, it out. Yeah, I collect orange hats. So there it's my go. whole thing. <laughs> <Was> that... <laughs> so now let me ask you this. Uh, pretend you're talking to perhaps uh, a city mouse, some sort of metro guy who moved here from New York. Uh, I want to go over some of these events. And just tell me what they are, because some of them are obviously what they are, and I know what professional bull riding is. Correct. But I I wasn't sure when you said what the kids were doing. It's like, oh, they that's when they're taking down sheep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just want to go through them. So we got bull riding. We got women's barrel racing. What do we see if we see women's barrel racing? Well, there it is. This is uh, the event that uh, for women, and um, and it is three barrels are put in the arena. It's an obstacle that they go through, mm -hmm. and it is within tenths of a seconds. So when you see these women come out and and run their laps, they are within seconds from first, second, and third. And okay. it's a high rapid speed horse. Now, every horse has a job. So you couldn't just get a traditional horse that's uh, bucking on saddle bronc. You can't use that horse for barrel racing. Right. These animals are designed for that individual sport and everything else. But let me tell you right now, from when you're sitting up in the arena, they look like they're kind of just going around some barrels. But these gals are moving, and they're tight turns. And basically, the object is to go around the obstacle and not knock a barrel down and get to the finish line right there as fast okay. as you can. Awesome. Heck, yeah. Uh, what about team roping? I think I have an idea what this is. Team roping was designed when uh, ranchers, when they, uh, a lot of them brand cattle, uh, they have to give them, some, let's say, uh, an injection for uh, health benefits, you know. Mm -hmm. And so what they do, they end up uh, catching by the horns and legs, and basically it, it allows the the if it's the rancher the cowboy it could be a veterinarian care for the animal and do what they're doing to this animal right now and uh, and that's that's that right there is one of the truest events right there of uh, of the rodeo yeah and then tie down roping What's tie that down one? roping as well it was all you know back then there were no automobiles or anything yeah. else it, the the animal was the working automobile back then and because there's times where a vehicle can't get in certain terrain right there. And when you're herding the thousands of cattle or in, and, and everything else, they sometimes go on a wonder and go their own way. So it's 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 an art of how keeping them all grouped together like a border collie does with sheep. Yes. No, and it absolutely it is. is. And I'm not just talking about my experience watching City Slickers yeah. starring Billy Crystal. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, sometimes this stuff grabs your attention, whether it's on ESPN, something where it is. And talking about it or talking about, uh, like, watching, like, Dirty Jobs, that old show where they would, like, go, let's go see what this actually is. It is fascinating. It is fascinating. And, and to, how do you do that? How do you control that many huge beasts like that? And it's very, it's just amazing. And even as I'm talking about, it, like, this is kind of the iconic image of, like, the cowboy with the lasso that we think yep. about. That's what they're doing. Yeah, That's correct. kind of what it is. It's it, a, it is a job. It was yeah. a job what they did back then and and and, uh, and to, to this day as well. What's, uh, is this? Sandal bronc riding? Saddle bronc. Saddle bronc. Saddle bronc okay. and bareback. So basically, those two events right there are on a horse right there. Saddle bronc is probably the truest of uh, all the events because that's how they used to break the horses. Okay. So when you get a wild horse out, like let's say a Mustang, yeah. well, they're not just going to come up to you. They're wild animals. Yeah. And the only way to break their spirit is is they th throw a saddle on them, they get somebody on them, and he, they start bucking like crazy until you break their spirit. And then it becomes rideable and usable. So they still do that with a lot of horses because it's an animal. And and, and they're like, what is this going on? What's this, this saddle going on? I mean, everything else. And so usually you see that logo of a saddle bronc pretty common throughout a lot of rodeos because that's that that was the main way of, of training the animal. And uh, so it ends up being part of your, your tool in your uh, tool bag, you know.
That's fascinating. Yeah. Like I do. I love talking about this. And again, some of us who might know what the rodeo is all about and it's not your first rodeo. Listen, that's why we got all this time to talk to Jose. So uh, let's just explore and dissect all the fun events, all the fun things you're going to see and the stuff that's going on besides the rodeo. Cause you got a lot of great organizations kind of tied into things that you're doing. You're doing a lot of great fun stuff all week. And I want to touch on some of these things. So I was noticing chicks and chaps. They're yes. a 501 C three organization that you're associated with that you created and the Tucson chapter of Chicks and Chaps is going to host their 11th annual Women's Rodeo Clinic on Sunday. That is today, February 18th, in conjunction with the 99th annual Fiesta de los Vaqueros. And to date, they've raised over $79,000 for local breast cancer support. All that money stays local in the Southwest, and that's really great. Tell me about this great organization. Oh, we're so proud of them. We have a few of them on our committee that are also part of that deal right there. And uh, tough enough to wear pink, and that's what it is. So that's yeah. Sunday. We encourage everybody to wear pink. It's for uh, breast cancer awareness, of course, and uh, this this uh, they have it in other rodeos, of course, and uh, we are at the Tucson, uh, you know, our chapter, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. right there. But it is it, it's about awareness on breast cancer and everything else, and uh, uh, we've been doing it for supporting it for over ten years. And uh, if it's something, I tell you one thing: I think all of us at one time or another are going to experience some type of this terrible disease in our family. Yeah. It's just not, you can't get around it. And the best way is doing is, is educating people and where they can find help. So we are doing that this Sunday and uh, we continue to do it. And I hope we, it never goes away because these things are important. We're just not a rodeo. We don't want to just be labeled as a rodeo. And right. we're here for the Fries February, bunch of crazy cowboys and cowgirls, you know, doing this and that. no, and we encourage other organizations that want to be part of the Tucson Rodeo. We'd love to have that. We sponsor, we help the Rotary, the Lions, and these organizations have been over 100 years. Mm -hmm. And the hard thing about these organizations is, and I I hate to say this, but it's, it's very true, the word volunteer these days, it just doesn't hold what it really means anymore. Mm. And, you know, people may want to put some time in and all of a sudden they're like, what am I going to get out of this? You know, help me. Get, I've been here for a year. I should be here, here. These these organizations like the Lions and Rotary, they're struggling. They're getting smaller and smaller. And yeah. you go to these luncheons or meetings, they're all in their 70s and 80s. They're holding on, trying to keep it. And the only youngsters they have there are their little grandkids. And they eventually they get to a teenage age. They don't want to do it no more. Yeah. So volunteering is so vital to our organization, and it we teach them how, what volunteer really means, and they need that help. And so we're there to support it because many people love the rodeo and everything else, and we need to do a better job at our end to recognize who these people really are. Instead of just opening a program, we support this. But who are the rodeo? Who are the lions? What is Chicks and Chaps? We need to express so that kids today – for tomorrow, they will be there for these organizations. I mean, I think you are doing the right thing just from what we were talking about before with the foundation stuff you were talking about. And even this program being about 10 years old, which to me, I'm like, wow, that sounds surprisingly young because your organization is can be like a cornerstone style organization. Correct. Believe, yeah. Because it's got a lot of love, support, heritage. It's so uniquely Tucson. And there's nothing else like it. Like we say, the Mar it's like the Mardi Gras of Tucson. And right. I think that's a good way to put it. And Volunteering is a big theme of this show. I always give the call to action to volunteer, to donate. If you can't donate money, you donate your time. And it is very fulfilling. I know I meet a lot of friends in my life. I have a lot of people, and they want to 
you know, go join some organization, go join the Peace Corps is always the cliche. There's a lot you can do locally and you don't have to volunteer every single day. You don't volunteer every single week. If you show up once a month somewhere, sometimes those few hours of you packing boxes, helping the homeless, helping out this organization with anything is a good way to get involved. And it's also how you make friends. Because I always tell people, don't try to make your friends do the things that you want to do. Go make friends with people doing the things that you want to do. Uh, so go hang out with these fun people at the Tucson Rodeo and get involved because this is something that happens with Rotary. Rotary was one of my, uh, I talked to them last year, one of my very first episodes. It was so great to get introduced to that organization. We've all heard of a Rotary Club, like we've heard of a Moose Lodge and we've heard of these other things. And they are unfortunately in a way aging out. And young folks have to get involved and take up the mantle. Like, and I speak to some of my generation that is like 40, like, let's go, you know? And sometimes it's, you can't put a hand out expecting something back, Correct. just like you're saying, you know, maybe a free t-shirt, but that's what you're wearing while you volunteer. And that's fun. Enjoy that. But you're not going there to get stuff. You're going there to get out. All right. Go make some friends, go do something and to get involved. That's the thing you want to get. And you know, you meet so many different walks of life when it comes in. And like I said, that's one thing about the rodeo. You, you, just don't, you don't have to be a cowboy or a rancher. We're, in, we're opening the doors for anybody who want to help and be part of this right here. And I, throughout my time, I consider, my young, I consider myself a youngster out there at the rodeo. I started in 2006. Mm -hmm. And people go, wow, that's almost 20 years. What do you mean? That's a, well, there's people who have been out there at rodeo for 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. That's the footsteps that we need to, to follow because, once again, we're going to start opening up our door even more with our foundation to to tap into these things of uh, there's nothing better than helping people and getting involved. Because, and like yep. you said, I don't care if you take five minutes and go to the veteran's office and sit down with somebody, just talk to them. There's so many things that you can do. And I've met the most wonderful people and throughout this thing. So people always ask me, what is your favorite part about the rodeo? There's many elements, not just the rodeo. There's so many great hands I've shooken in my life. And I continue to do that. And uh, we need more of that in this world. We just need more love, more volunteering, more help. There's people struggling right now. So we want to become, like I said, more than just a rodeo. We want to start reaching out to the community. It's, it's, it's our responsibility and obligation, you know. So yeah. I think it's important for us to do that. And it continues to teach that young generation. Uh, what it is to cow truly cowboy up and cowgirl up. That's right. Okay. That's right. Put your boots on and get to work. That's right. Roll right. up your sleeves. That's right. You got to love it. I want to even just go back a minute ago, like the thing that you said about the kids, like getting ready to do it. Can you imagine just the adrenaline? The adrenaline they're feeling just from, think about this. A person gets adrenaline just from walking out on a stage or walking out in the middle to just sing a song. Yeah. Imagine you're trying to like hang on to a buck and bronco or a sheep or something like that. And you're a kid like that's got to be the exciting and so ridiculous, especially for young kids that love dirt bikes and love getting hurt and love being skateboarding maniacs. Yeah. You know, like, again, I grew up in, in city. So skateboard maniacs is what I think about. But out here, it's you can literally be a cowboy as a kid and really go for this. And that's amazing. And it is a part of the heritage of the area. And it is a part of everything going on with the history that is Tucson. And I do love that it's still so alive, vibrant. And I do feel like that it's growing because the thing about being a fun family event like Tucson Comic Con or even Halloween is dressing up. Yes. And that's a big part of the rodeo is dressing up and, and showing up and showing out. And when you go to this thing, my favorite event is the Wild Wild West Con. It's like, a, it's a, it's a, 
it's a steampunk style convention. It's like a cowboy convention, but there's also like weird gears and, and antique things and, and a lot of bronze. But everyone is kind of dressed in the same theme. Yes. And that's fun. Un unlike Halloween or unlike a Comic-Con where you got your different types of levels of effort. At the rodeo, like, man, everyone just looks great. Every You're wearing cowboy stuff because it's casual. Lots of denim. There's Lots of denim. There's a lot going on. You can wear your old dirty boots or you can yeah. put on your Lucases and go whatever you want to do. Be comfortable. I don't care what color hat you wear. You're more than welcome to come to our show and enjoy it. That's what it's all about. It is what it's all about. I have, I think I have like maybe one or two questions left. One of them's a dumb question. I didn't really write a question. I just wrote rodeo clown. And that's all I wrote. Like, I want to know about rodeo clowns like yeah. quite a bit. That's dangerous, isn't it? You know what? That is a dangerous job, and it is. And the ones that's even more dangerous are basically your um, are your bullfighters, uh, the ones that protect the riders. Yeah. So when you see the bull rain come out, you've got the clown in the barrel, and the clown in the barrel is strictly a lot more for entertainment. Yeah. You know, they get the crowd into it. They're the yeah. ones out there dancing. But when you see the bull riding come out, you'll see the bullfighters, and they're the ones protecting the cowboy and the animal. If something happens, so once that cowboy falls off that bull, watch how they react. They're trying to distract that animal so that cowboy gets up and gets out of there. Yeah. That is such an extreme, extreme position. When I, me being a bull rider back in the day, they were your best friends in that arena right there because they will get in front of anything just to protect that cowboy. That's their job is what they do. And so you got the, uh, the bullfighters doing that, and then you got your barrel man basically entertaining the club, uh, the crowd and everything else. So it, it's uh, But they all got to work together. So these guys that come out, the barrel man, the bullfighters and everything else, They've worked together for years. They've got a system. You can't just throw an oddball in there. It's going to throw a, a weird – their schedule's going to be off. Yeah. And so because you're dealing with seconds. You're dealing with seconds that yeah. you're, you're taking care of somebody there. No, that's insane. And, again, that's something that you catch on some of the highlights of, like, it could be some of the scariest stuff you ever see or some of the coolest. They get these people out of a jam and dodge a hoof to the face, which not to bring someone broke your jaw. I can't oh. believe it. Oh, it's uh, – yeah, yeah. That's I might intense. I might talk to you a bit more about some of that because that's so exciting that you did that. That just takes a lot oh. of a lot of something. That's a man's man right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a so, lot of loose marbles. Where can, <laughs> where can we discover more about the Tucson Rodeo online and on social media? That's okay, it. so it's at TucsonRodeo.com. It's to get all the information, our website, our Facebook. Everything's all on there, and I think we've done a pretty good job of, once again, we're, we're really opening up our doors so people can really reach out to us. Instead of having to go to the ticket office, we're putting a lot of stuff out there. So Yeah, it's easy to, easy to get involved, a lot to do, so much to see, and just go to the website because there's so much going on for kids, for families, a lot of fun stuff. Oh, and then there's even this great thing really quick I want to bring up, the Rodeo Education and Children, uh, it's REACH. And that's an educational program that you got that celebrates the historic sport of rodeo and the spirit of the American West. And you got some programs going on Monday, February 19th, Tuesday, and February 20th at 9.30, 10.30, and 11.30. Each session's 45 minutes teaching these kids all about the history and heritage of rodeo. They do, and they do. Penny Conway's been doing it for years, and uh, uh, they do such a great job. They bring schools, thousands of kids come to this, but they teach them that, and they also teach them value and respect of what it is to respect your friend, the animals, everything else. And these kids, when they come out, it is a big field trip for them. I tell you one thing, they come out screaming, they got their little brown bag lunches, they take a break, they're seeing things out there. And uh, it's all about education. It's all about education.
Heck yeah. So go out there, go get involved, go make some friends, because today we made friends with Jose Calderon, rodeo chairman of the Tucson Rodeo. 99 years, eight seconds at a time. Thanks for joining me today, Jose. You bet. Thank you so much. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing and yeehaw! What a good conversation with Jose. That man has a voice like velvet. And it was really good. You could tell that this city mouse was trying to learn a lot about the rodeo because, boy, you have an idea of what it is and you kind of visualize it. But what is each event and to get it all really explained and even like the difference between that rodeo clown and like the bullfighter that, that protects the rider. That's fascinating, fascinating stuff. And just an exciting event goes on all week long going on today. And Jose wanted me to mention that the entire U of A football team is going to be making its way out there this morning at 11 a.m. So make sure that you make your way out to the Tucson Rodeo that is going on today and all week long. So you can go get tickets over at TucsonRodeo.com. You can walk right up to the grandstand and buy those tickets at the ticket office and go get everything right down there. You can follow them online on Instagram. Just look up official Tucson Rodeo, I believe is what it is. There might be an underscore under there somewhere. You'll find it. Just Google it. Or lasso it down and rope it down, tie it down, do what you can, yeehaw. Oh, I'm all caught up in the madness. I love it so much. But go check out Tucson Rodeo. I mean, have you never been? Then this is your first rodeo and there's no reason to wait. And I want to thank our new friends at the Tucson Rodeo for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. If you're a nonprofit that would like to be on the show, email lifestyletucson at gmail.com. For more information about this program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Audible, or wherever fine podcasts are bucking broncos. Follow on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Lifestyle Tucson because I'm your BFF, your best Frank forever, Frank Powers. And toot toot Tucson, I love you the most. Yeehaw!